Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 48th edition of our program, which aired during Thanksgiving weekend 2020, we examined working remotely in light of how many more of us are doing that in the wake of the pandemic. Sharon Koifman is a remote management expert. He has more than two decades of experience running three companies 100% remotely from his computer. That has led him to create a unique work culture for his companies. Today, he runs Distant Job, founded specifically to help a business find full-time remote employees globally. His new book, Surviving Remote Work, was released in November. So Distant Job is recruitment agency that uniquely specializes in remote employees. We're actually the first guys to ever create this concept. I started about 12 years ago. Has it been that long? Oh, my God. Uh, so somewhere 11, 12 years ago, and it is based on my previous experience from my first company where I ran a web hosting and an outsourcing company. And I found it somewhat unusual that... I mean, the, the solution was made for people who wanted a little web design and hosting, a mom and pop solution. But um, I, I found it quite unusual that uh, certain companies that ran their own web design operation, that they had a, a, a software department or they were themselves a technology department, would outsource some services to me because I was a cheap solution because I had the entire India operation and everything. And, and I found it very unusual because they were literally outsourcing a little bit of their business soul to me because somebody would pay them money to do what they supposedly do best. And they took it and they gave it to me. Somebody, oh, they have no control over the communication. They communicated well with me, but they didn't communicate with the programmers and developers. It, it was a compromised operation. And I realized that back then, there was not an alternative solution. People did not know how to hire people, quality developers, designers directly. So when I sold my first company to a company in Toronto called Ostopia, I started this company that focuses on providing full-time, permanent, career-driven people that will work directly for, for those companies. So obviously, this is not a matter of, well, the pandemic hit and more people are working from home and I saw an opportunity. You invented working from home to some degree here. I I pretty much did, right? <laughs> At least I, I it was. I can't take cr- full credits for for inventing working from home. I most certainly invented the idea of running a recruitment agency for people that are working from home. So now that all the rest of us have had to do this, you have a new book, your first, called Surviving Remote Work. What led you to decide that your experiences would be helpful to the rest of us? I've been doing this already for 18, 19 years. My first company was also run remotely. So I was sitting in my web hosting company. I was sitting in my office in Montreal. My employees were in India. The people were doing the customer support. My servers were in Texas, and then they moved to New Jersey, and somebody was there to press the button. So 18 years ago, I was already running a, a full operation, not, not some little affiliate or, or some kind of technology that I can say by myself, a full operation with technologies, with real estate, with everything, and employees from my own computer somewhere far away. That, of course, led me to 
doing this for 18 years, and I wanted to share that experience. So let's say I'm running a company, and 2020 became the time that I had to worry about working from home, my employees working remotely. It's not as easy as walking down the hall. It's not as easy as gathering in a room. But I'm not happy with how it's going. I don't feel good about it. What are some of the first steps you might suggest that I, as the business owner, could take to make this a little more palatable and much more successful? Okay, so first of all, it starts with the attitude, <laughs> right? The, the entire mentality, the, oh, I have to go remote. Oh, my God, it's not like going to the next cubicle. What is it not going like snake, next cubicle? Turning on Zoom is faster than going to the next cubicle, right? If you have your entire team on Slack, you have this little shortcut keyword that you can click slash Zoom and we pop up together. Uh, and have a conversation in real time faster than any walk to cubicle. You're not distracting anybody. You're not doing anything. You you equip your entire team with proper webcams and headset. Not, not a huge deal. Simple, small stuff. And guess what? You have a real-time operation like you would have in the office. So that fear that you're not getting this real-time experience, that fear that you're not uh, getting the same level of interaction is completely false. Research shows that people that work from home, and it's not about people working from home, it's people working from their most optimal environment. Some people like to work in a co-sharing place or a little office right beside their house. As long as you have your own little optimal working environment, you are significantly more productive, you're happier, you're more independent. This is a dream for employers. I know from my own experience I tend to work in a radio studio, but I do a lot of work from home as well. And one of the problems when you are at home is, unless you are disciplined and have a good dedicated workspace, you wind up having your most productive time taken from you. And I think that's been one of the more difficult adjustments for employees in working remotely. What are your thoughts? First of all, the the science shows that an average worker in an office environment, in an eight-hour shift, only produce about two hours and 53 minutes. Hmm. So it's not the question whether it's challenging to work from home, because it is. It is the, the misconception that somehow when you worked in the office, you were that much more productive. <laughs> right? And here's the magic thing. Uh, you're right. You might have kids, especially during COVID time. You might have kids. You might have your husband or wife asking you where their jeans are and do you want to eat or anything. So, so there is a certain level of distractions in, in your remote working environment. It's really not that much different than in an office where every few minutes somebody talks to you talks to you about their favorite movie a boss brings you into a meeting all this distracts you so much and it takes about 25 minutes to actually get back to focus so again discussion of how remote is a scary place first of all you need to eliminate that idea After that, you need to talk about how to get more productive. So then you agree with your family members that for a specific amount of hours, you need focused working time and they can't bother you. And we're not heavy anymore into the COVID like we were before where we didn't know what to do with the kids. I think there's more options. But still, even if you have the kids and you're co-parenting and it's not the father, the babysitting, but the mommy doing her job, really fair partners in a relationship, you both can agree 
on, look, I'm going to take the first five hours and you're going to take the second five hours and nobody distracts each other during that time and you will be more productive than you'll be in the office because the stats, again, say about two hours and 53 minutes. I think so many people are finding out what you just said and to some degree it scares them because it changes the dynamic. We first learned it with students doing school from home and all of a sudden they were supposedly getting the same education in many fewer hours, which then led to questions about, well, what are they doing at the rest of the time? But we find this out now in working. If I don't have anyone to bother me and I'm disciplined, I can stay focused, I can be efficient, and the trappings of the office and the trappings of the supposed collegiality with coworkers that can be a deterrent to productivity, as you've just set forth. Huge. Do you think that people, because this is upsetting the paradigm, it is upsetting the norm, that is something people don't necessarily want to face? People are used to certain habits and they take a long time to get used to something new. It is my belief that it's not such a big leap to go to remote, Mm -hmm. but we have been working in an industrial world where before this new era of technology and creativity and everything, we've been sitting, going to the factory and from nine to five, this is where we work, put on the shoe, create the ball, create whatever product you make all day long, And then you drive home at a home, you hang out with the family or have beers or go boiling with your friends and everything. But that mentality uh, stayed the same when we got to the creative era of working in the past 20, 30 years where, where people were hired to actually think. And they still assume that going to the office would make you think more, but it doesn't. It, it really does not. What are the biggest mistakes that people make? when this topic comes to mind, this topic of remote work? What are the things that you think people are really going to learn, in other words, from reading your book? It's not necessarily a question of the biggest mistake. It's it's the, the thing that is neglected the most. So there is one fundamental change. And you mentioned that also with school and it happens with an office environment. When you study from home or when you work from home, you lose some of your social experience. I, I personally think that, that it, it is quite a disaster that companies created this environment where you depend on your social experience at the same time that you're working. I think it's a bad thing that we've been programmed to do, but it is a reality. And when people go home, their managers tend to forget that some of them might get lonely. Some of them are not adjusting well to be by themselves. Some of them don't know how to create that social experience that they have in the office. And the same thing happens with schools. And it is up to the company and it's up to the the management of the company to invest heavily in making sure that everybody still feels included, that everybody doesn't feel like they disappeared into that remote la-la land. They're still having some kind of experience and then to encourage them to go and to socialize activities. So one of the biggest mistakes on the remote employee side is forgetting to book your social experience like you would book your business meetings. So you're stuck at home. 
people forget the social is important and it's important to your mental health and it's important to productivity. You used to be a person who would, would go work out, would go to classes, to activities. You would go having happy hour with you, your friends from colleagues. You need to figure it out to replicate that when you're going remote. Sharon Koifman, president of Distant Job and author of the new book, Surviving Remote Work. We connected via Zoom on November 17th. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report, radio program, and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.